0: Trip. We Sing took it with our me, dance. Road trip. trip. Mm-mm. Everybody's got a road trip. Under on the, the sun. train. On the train. <laughs> on, on the tracks. train. On the train. Okay, our road trip was we went on Amtrak to yes. Washington D.C. and we we decided we were going to go and interview Jonathan Capehart from the Washington Post. Ooh, too. Well, part of it was because he has such a busy schedule that when I tried to line him up when he was here in New York, it just couldn't happen. He was too busy doing WNYC, he was too busy doing MSNBC and every kind of alphabet known to man. Yeah, he thinks he's cute. (laughs) He He is cute. cute. He is cute. He is really cute. Mm -hmm. So um, we decided to just, um, instead of waiting for Muhammad to come to the mountain, we moved the mountain to Muhammad, is what we did.
1: I grew up in Newark until I was 10, then we moved. To North Plainfield. Okay. Hated it. Then we moved. To, <laughs> then we moved to Hazlitt, Loved it. Okay. But then my mother met this man who lived in Newark. She remarried, and we moved back to Newark. How was that for you? So as I was saying, and no, I hate, I I was I was so upset. This is the 80s. So, and again, I'm I'm a little gay kid. Hmm who love Dynasty and Dallas called da, 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 so da, me in and said, hey, um, so I have something to tell you, oh uh, my, my mom says, we're, we're getting married. And I stood there, gritted teeth because she knew I couldn't stand his ass, oh, <laughs> she knew <laughs> I couldn't stand him. So, um, so I just did this a like, congratulations, and then I walked out and then I walked back in very sort of Dominique Devereaux style. <laughs> That's
0: Diane Carroll.
1: Mm-hmm. Go Dominique on. Walked back in, and I said, oh, by the way, you're going to have to find a private school for me to go to. I am not going to public school in Newark. I'll get beat up. And then I walked out, <laughs> just like that. Dominique Devereaux threw her fur line, stole over her shoulder, and walked out.
0: Ooh, you go, Jonathan. The Giles Files sat down with Mr. Park at the 14K Lounge at the Hamilton Hotel in Washington, DC. It got loud and crazy, and we had a good time. Jonathan, it's so nice to see you, and you look wonderful. Oh, thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> I figured I'd tart up. <laughs> you said even as a kid you wanted to be like a television journalist? Is oh. that Like, what happened? This was when I was a nosy little kid,
1: <laughs> and so I was like, nosy and mouthy. I talked, I talked a lot when I was a kid. Telling what kinds them, of things did you say? Other people's business. <laughs> and so here I am watching this show. It's like, wait, they, they're telling other people's business. They're talking about what's happening. or I like this. What's this about? And I started watching. So I've been a fan of the Today Show since I was 10 years old. So, yes, I've long been a news nerd. I've always wanted to do this.
0: So we're getting ready to order drinks, but Trump is on CNN, and it's a live interview, and he's talking to people who were, quote, unquote, victims, victims of... of- Illegals that committed crimes.
1: Well, as yeah. they describe them, right,
0: as they describe <laughs> them. Hey, we're gonna order some stuff. Jonathan part from the Washington Post. What would you like to drink? Okay, so do you have Lillet? Lillet Blanc?
1: No, we don't. Oh, <sighs> man. Yeah. Uh, do you have? uh oh, man. Uh <laughs> This could. My oh man. This I whole this whole interview could go awry. That'd be great if I you could looking, double double yeah. check. What is Lillet Blanc? Is it a special white wine? It, it, well, no. It's, it, it's it's like a vermouth, and so for those martini lovers out there, instead of getting vermouth uh-huh. in your martini, have them rinse the glass with Lillet Blanc.
0: How did you figure all that stuff out, Jonathan? I pay attention. <laughs> <laughs>
1: You know, you you pick it up that it's a kind of a vermouth. You're like, well, if it's kind of a vermouth, then maybe you can mix it in with with the vo- with vodka. Oh. And so I tried it, and it was downright
0: upright. Oh shoot! Okay, we have to try that. I was just gonna get like some pina colada, something, something with some sugar. <laughs> so I know I need to order more sophisticated things, right, Nance? Well, you're working on it. I know. I'm, oh, I'm yeah, pitiful. On I know. Well, I know. It, What's a, a sp- good one? Tell no, me something. Okay. What have you got that's like that? What? Well, do you have Apérol? Um, oh.
1: Okay. Okay. So then let me have. Well, can you make an Apérol Spritz? Then I'll have an Apérol Spritz. Aperol fritz,
0: okay. yeah, would that be lean. a good thing to try?
1: Yeah, oh yeah. You should. You should okay. try it. And lean in on the Apérol. Okay. I got you. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'll do the same, <laughs> the same with the lean
0: in. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Nance what are you gonna do? I'll
2: try an Apérol.
0: Three aperol's with yeah. the lean in. Okay. Yes. All right.
1: <laughs> yes. You gotta tell them the lean in. It's, it's, gotta, it's, gotta be, it's gotta look orange. It's gotta look. It's gotta look orange. If it comes out pale orange, then all you're gonna get is this you're gonna taste the champagne okay. and the soda that's oh, yeah. a little bit on top. Okay. But
0: no, no, I noticed this morning because uh, I look at your Twitter feed as often as I can. I like your tweet that was simply hashtag be best. What, <laughs> <laughs> what the hell oh, is goodness. that? What, what is that? And not only is it bad grammar. What does it mean? Does it mean anything? This is Melania's. You want to call it an initiative? What? I don't it's, know.
1: It's an initiative, and as you know, with all things uh, Melania Trump, she has cribbed from the former First Lady, Michelle Obama. The yeah. S- sister girl does nothing but troll us. She trolls us all the time from that convention speech that we all figured out, figured out was, oh, that's that, that is actually Michelle Obama. Yeah. Um, so I put out the hashtag BeBest this morning because I just, sometimes, you know, I just use Twitter as a place to vent. Not in the way that most people use it. No, I lose, noticed. people lose their minds on Twitter. I just, I would vent responsibly. So I, there are many tweets that I've never sent.
0: Do you write them many. and put them to the side?
1: Oh, no, I put, I, no, not handwrite. <laughs> I like put them like, tick,
0: tick, 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 tick.
1: And then I look and I go... I mean I could defend it if I wanted to, if I felt like it, but I, nah, I'm i not going to do it. But with something like b Be best, I just kept thinking about that damn coat. What was she thinking? This is the coat that said, I don't care, do you? Oh, I don't really care. I don't really care. That's right. Do you? She's on a military aircraft that has all sorts of capabilities plus staff who can tell her, um, you know that coat you're wearing is jacked, mm-hmm. and people are dragging you like a mule.
3: But also yeah. about that jacket,
1: that was not her style. She's, she's not whimsical in her dress, where she would have something written on her you know, that's, a, that's a very good point. I don't really care about what, Melania. <laughs> Specific. I don't really yeah. I don't care. I don't really care, Donald, that you don't want me to go to Texas. Well, that doesn't make any sense. None. I don't really care okay. about the fact that my husband's putting babies in prison. Do you? Well, a, a, any way you slice it, no, no matter how much you want to give her the benefit of the doubt, it doesn't. Can't. Yeah. It does. It doesn't add up. And I'll just throw this one last thing out anyone who doesn't believe that she was trolling us or knew exactly what she was doing needs to go back to the first debate after the Access Hollywood tape came out when, can I say the word? Yes, you can. When, once the phrase grab them by the pussy Mm -hmm. became part of American political discourse, what
0: did she wear to that first debate, do you remember? Wasn't it a pink like a pink uh, it was the pussy yes, bow exactly bow
1: the pink pussy bow blouse she wore. To the debate.
0: Thank you. What's up what's up Okay Uh-oh.
1: now see. The Aperol Spritz is good. Is yeah. it the color is good, but yeah. it's got a lime. Um do you, actually do you actually do you have an orange? Do you have a wedge of orange orange? Yeah. Three of them? Yeah.
0: Thank
1: you. Um, uh, dear listener, you should know that if your Aperol spritz comes out with a lime, something's wrong.
0: Thank you, ma'am. Thank, thank you. All right, so wait, what do we do? So should we taste it with the lime?
1: I'm sure. I mean, because it's already, the, the,
0: right. the damage is done. Cheers. 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 It's good. It is good. It's good. I mean,
1: okay, but I, I stand to have some ice. All right. Because yeah, it's usually, it's usually like, Part of the reason you don't get the orange color that you have now right. is that there's, there's usually j- ice all the way up. We're going to get some ice. We're going to catch How our eye. And Aperol Spritz. Yeah. Orange liqueur. It's a liqueur. That's liqueur. It's very popular in the Mediterranean, France, and Italy. It
0: is yeah. yummy. And, and
1: champagne. Oh, champagne. champagne or Prosecco. Mm-hmm. And then prosecco. there's water, like soda water. Okay on top it's and lovely. usually there's it's like loaded with ice and okay. so it's meant to be a refreshing okay like, summer yeah. drink by by the sea <laughs> or on the deck yes. of your yacht and when i used to order martinis and you would say with a twist of right. lemon, and it comes out with the lime it's like I that's not what i said i'm trying
0: or, or they put an olive in it anyway.
1: Right. And that's the thing. You know, people, book friends would roll their eyes like, oh, here he goes.
0: But that's not what I ordered. I know, no, I know. Just give me what I want, right. that's all. What's it's... so hard about that? I, I,
1: you would think nothing, yeah. but you don't apparently. You
0: taking my money.
1: Exactly, exactly. You're come run me down if I, I don't know. leave you a tip. <laughs> no. Oh, you thought about that when you put that lime in my drink.
0: Okay, I don't know if we're going to make it through this.
1: <laughs> Wait, have we started yet?
3: <laughs> Justice Anthony Kennedy announced Wednesday he will retire after three decades on the Supreme Court. The 81-year-old was long considered the court's swing vote.
0: And please, please. Please, 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 please. Please, please, please don't go. oh, Ruthie, Ruth, tell the truth, Ruthie, Ruth. Oh, we can't afford to let you go. Oh, don't go. Donald Trump done did us wrong. You know yes, he did. Heroes. That stupid mother f- been around too long. Oh, you know yeah. His nominee, Brett Kavanaugh, just don't belong. Don't belong. That cat don't belong. And they got me crying this sad old song. Mm. Ruth Bader Ginsburg, don't get no dizzy. No, 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 no. We know you're old, but that damn Justice Kennedy's. Hmm. He's younger than you, but he done became a retiree. A retiree, yeah, he retired. And the man messed with our democratic flow. Ooh, Mitch McConnell is such a sleaze. Ah, 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 I'm gonna take a hammer to the back of his knees. Break him up, that's what I'm gonna do. He done blocked my man, Obama's nominee. He blocked it, he stopped it, and I'm gonna clock him. Sister Ruth, we can't let you go. Ooh. Girl, close that door, please. Come oh, on. Not again. I'm, What's going I'm, on? I'm about to drop down to my knees. Nancy Jones. am Give me get room. Up. Give me room. Get out the way. Get, uh, up. get out the way. No, no. No, no. Call 911. No, no. hey. Kate. Get that cape off of me. She thinks she's James Brown. No, I can't. I gotta sing, I gotta sing, I gotta God sing, help her. I gotta sing, I gotta sing. Ruth, the Supreme Court needs your expertise. We're back here, help guys. Me now. We're gonna help need me now. some restraints. Baby Ruth, I don't wanna hear you even sneeze. I'm starting to wheeze. Girl, I'm gonna make you some of my macaroni and cheese. We get to do what we have to to keep her, (laughs) you know, Ruth.
1: (sighs) After the election, I, like a lot of people, were like, okay, I need to understand why these angry white people went out and voted for this man in a party. That has lectured America, particularly the, the Democratic Party and especially Black people, about morality mm-hmm. and reverence for the office mm-hmm. and accountability all this, right, and all mm-hmm. this stuff. And suddenly they voted for this man who said, "Grab him by the meow meow," and had all this other all this other garbage in his past. And that, yet yeah, they're like. I'm going to vote for him. He's my guy. So I spent a lot of time trying to understand this. Um, There's a book by this professor named Justin Guest, the The New Minority, White Working Class Politics in the Age of Immigration and Income Inequality. Fascinating. It was the first book... I had seen that dispassionately explain why folks did what they did.
0: I heard an interview with him on NPR, and it was really interesting. I mean, he was, and he was calm about it, and it didn't have the, the hysteria that I was used to about that subject.
1: Right, yes. and that's what I was looking for. I just, someone explained to me why, and right. it all boils down to fear. It boils down to no, realizing that the country that paid attention to them and put them at the center of American politics was they were no longer the center of American politics, especially after eight years of Barack Obama. Um, and so, between him and Joan Williams, who wrote um, "White White Working Class Class Cluelessness in America," so I understand what motivated them and why they were angry. Now, having understood that, right. I started <laughs> looking at and so, say, "Okay, well, what are what are Democrats doing?" Democrats make the mistake of always looking for the one. Okay. When what they really should do is let everybody run. Mm. Be like like Republicans. Everyone, on the Republican side, anybody who wants one runs. They run through the paces. Usually the person who didn't get it the last time gets it the next time. Right, right. And then they circle the wagons and they run with it. They go with that candidate. Democrats, what do Democrats do? Well, my person didn't get it, so I'm going to stay home. Oh, my God, I know. It's always been crazy. So what I say to that question, like, who do you think should run? All of them. Let them all run. All right. What people forget, and I can't believe, believe people have forgotten this. Do you remember what the debate, the, prim, the Democratic primary debate stage looked like in 2008?
0: Oh my gosh! Yes, You're absolutely right. Al Sharpton was there. Uh,
1: Bill gosh. Richardson, Bill Hillary Richardson. Clinton, Joe Biden. Oh wait, who's
0: the guy who had the scandal and John his wife Edwards. died of? Yes.
1: John Edwards. Uh, oh, and there was a black chick too. I'm sorry that I'm calling you a black oh, chick, but who oh, was the former senator from Illinois? Yes. Carol mosley Braun. That's right. She was up there. That's right. They were right. all they were all running, and you t- talking to Democrats at the time. I remember everyone was so proud, because they all said. They're all terrific. Mm-hmm. Any one of them would be would be a terrific president. It was a great moment of pride, and then Barack Obama just took it all.
0: He won Iowa, and that and was like changed it. Yep. my
1: mother. She was Hillary up until the night of the Iowa caucuses, and she was <laughs> like, "Oh, mom, who are you with? Barack." <laughs> <laughs> she was, she was, she was, was, was she with
0: like, Hillary because she thought Barack couldn't win? Was yep, it that?
1: Yep, because, oops, sorry, because they won't vote for him. Oh my yeah. God. And when, and when the they part. voted mm-hmm. for him in Iowa, everyone was like, wait, wait, what? And so, you know, hallelujah for the eight okay. years of, yes. of of the Obama years in the Obama administration. So now, here we are, you know, on the precipice of hell, but anyway. <laughs> Damn. So, hey, Dan. Um, so that was Ball. the gardener. Oh yes, oh that's oh, one yeah. of your <laughs> lines. Yes. Oh, yes, I'm sorry. We got it. S- thank <laughs> you for saying that, well, Nancy. So let me thought and then I gotta throw out that back at you. So, so I, <laughs> Kamala Harris, senator from from California. Love her. Gil Garcetti, mayor of Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. Mitch Landrew, former mayor Love of, him. of New Orleans. Love yeah. him. Uh, Cory Booker, senator uh, from New Jersey. Elizabeth Warren, senator from Massachusetts. People are talking about Amy Klobuchar, senator from Minnesota, Uh, senator Kirsten Gillibrand, senator from New York, a lot of members of Congress who are thinking about running for president. I think everybody who wants to run should jump in and run. All hands on deck. And the second thing people have to remember is that the last two successful Democratic candidates for president who went on to win two terms were,
0: pe- were people men, who came from out of nowhere. That's absolutely right. That were not the favorites. Nope. That were not in the you know in the party family.
1: Right. I mean, yeah. Bill Clinton. the Only thing people knew about him was he was the governor of Arkansas who gave that long ass. Whoa. Four years before. And bored people to tears. Right. Uh, who got whose biggest applause line was in conclusion <laughs> yeah,
0: I know. that's right that's and
1: then right. the other one was Barack Obama who came from out of nowhere he was not supposed to win so we probably don't know we, anyone who says they know who the democratic nominee is going to be is lying no, they don't right. know no, they we don't know, don't know. Right. the times have changed trump has changed the calculus yeah, no. you don't need he has so lowered the bar on on expectations on what we used to think were qualifications remember bill clinton had to say "I, ah, i smoked pot but i didn't inhale but i didn't inhale this oh, um no. or you know gary hart was drummed out of the campaign what was that 1984. 80, 84 84 88 84. yeah yeah he was drummed out, drummed out of the campaign because of a picture yeah. of a woman sitting on, on his, his lap.
0: lap. It, it was never even proven that they had an, an affair, affair or anything, was right? A rumor
1: of an affair, but there he was, and he was drummed out of the race. Now we have got a man who's bragged about sexually
0: assaulting women as president of the United States. So I was, I was very sad that uh, Al Franken bailed. That really, really bothered me. I mean,
1: it's because folks in the like Senator Senator
0: Gillibrand. Gillibrand
1: um, demanded that he resign, and then more allegations came out. But I think, in retrospect, that that will go down as probably a
0: big mistake. Yes, I think de- there's me too, and there's me too, and I'm sorry, but I will go to my grave thinking that Al Franken's whatever you want to call it does not rise to the same level as a lot of the me too accusations i just don't i worked in comedy i've worked with comedians they do kind of crazy things i've watched uso shows my whole life those bob hope shows there's always a woman in a bikini somewhere right the girl who accused al franken was deep tongue kissing and grabbing people's crotches and doing all kinds of crazy stuff
1: okay yeah so It's, it's I what was, I think. I was I wasn't there. So, okay. So so, so right, so you're saying so uh, so I we Democrats just need to let everybody run Yeah. The, the 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 process alone will sift out the serious from the superficial. But you know all these people should all these <laughs> all all
0: There's these some people amazing are. ladies walking by with amazing hats. Hello. Hi.
1: What and the pins? It has it has the American Revolution. Is that right? Oh.
0: Is it
3: a
1: conference
0: today?
2: Yes. What are you? Are y- our,
0: yeah, just a little bit cuz you're interesting <laughs> looking.
3: Congress. We come every year in June for a week for Congress. And
0: the hats, the hats are outstanding. Is oh, that yes. part of the uniform?
3: Well, it is part of the tradition from the 1700s. Wow.
0: Well, ladies, you are working a look. So, God bless you. We're doing an interview with Jonathan Capehart, yeah, the wonderful know. writer from the Washington Post. Post. Oh,
2: yeah, I'm so stressed. He's over there. we got to go back. And <laughs> <back. laughs> they say, he's over there, he's over there.
0: Oh, good. So you watch him on MSNBC. You have to subscribe to his podcast called Cape Up. Cape Up at the Washington Post, OK? And mine is called The Giles Files, by the way. Giles Yeah, with a G. CBS News Sunday CBS News Sunday Morning. Yeah, I'm the black chick. You can well, just, yeah, keep that easy. in mind. Yeah. I, I just that learned gone. that. I would have <laughs> never known.
2: <laughs> 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 politics,
0: <laughs> we're, talk, we're talking about politics, politics and life and everything. What's
2: particular politics today?
0: Everything from Melania's jacket <laughs> to... Does she really have that
2: jacket on? Yeah. Yes, ma'am.
1: No,
2: that was real. Why, why on that? earth would she have that jacket on? What, why do you think? I think maybe. Do you have? Do you watch The Handmaid's
1: Tale? It's, it is superb. It's superb. And in fact, I was. I've said to people, and they think I'm crazy. When I started watching Handmaid's Tale, three episodes at a time. Oh
3: yeah. I found
1: it oddly comforting. It's so disturbing, but I found it oddly comforting because it That's gave me a roadmap. It gives me a roadmap to just how crazy stuff could get. And when I saw the news about the baby prisons, I was like, yes. oh my god, this is some handmaid's tale this shit. Oh my head. god, really? That is the
2: handmaid's tale right there. That's yes. what she said yes. I'm not
1: alone. yesterday. Yes. 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 Wow. OK. okay. But
2: you have to take in context. Oh, okay. Now, she's a Republican, so. But that doesn't make you bad. That, she I haven't beautiful. tried to get her to understand that I come well, from a, so a different part offend. of the world. I'm from
3: California, born, raised, grew up should, there. there should, so should
2: be a Democrat. So, no, so <laughs> Republican <laughs> to me
3: it, I have been I've been from Catholic to Baptist, Democrat to Republican You've been all over the place. I just am a complete mixture of the whole I just picture. Don't offend her. She just, can't. I told her you she cannot offend there's nothing that offends me. Okay. She grew up in Georgia.
0: Okay, the way you said Georgia, that was a little shady. Okay. <laughs> Only because
3: she's
2: restricted. But, you restricted. know what, she's she to so. learn to be open. You know, Marley Matlin. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And of course. They, yeah. they were at Berry College in Rome, Georgia. And that's where I'm from. They were, she was explaining why she was a Republican and he was a Democrat. And she said that her family were immigrants, they had no money, they came over here, they worked their way up, put five kids through college, and that was her mindset. She said, James lived as I did in the Jim Crow South. And the only way to save that and change that was for the federal government to come in. And it finally clicked for me. I thought, that's it. That's why I'm a Democrat. I want the federal government to protect me and we have no protection now, and, so and it scares the crap grew, out of me. Wow! Being only
3: uh, person can protect me is me, mm. and you just I got to do what I got to do. But mm. I grew up in such a free life mm. in California. Mm. Like I told her, I don't understand. I moved to Georgia a few years ago. I didn't grow up with. Color making a difference. Like my first boyfriend was black in third grade. He was not.
0: Yes, ma'am. And
3: Get out. Where yeah,
0: Raymond? Wow, oh, so Raymond? Raymond. Oh my God. She <laughs> loved Raymond. Yeah. Aww. So what happened? Did you? What? Did you guys? You know? How did it work out? Did yeah. you?
3: When we went to fourth grade, I went to a different school and wow. I lost contact. Oh, see. And
1: you lost contact, but you've never forgotten. Oh, never.
3: Wow. And see, I grew up in that life, which was so different from me coming here that there was. So much conflict. I just never knew it. And you guys are friends. You're longtime friends. She would break up with people because they were republic when she found out. Really?
2: Yeah. 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 Well, yeah. My sister the other day said, how did I get messed up with this bunch of Republicans and her in-laws? And I said, she said, you just don't think about that when you're young. And I said, oh, yeah, I did. did. I said, the first question I asked everybody when I went out with them, who did you vote for in the last presidential election? Wow. If they said Reagan, it was over.
0: Now, when you look back, though, and you think about Reagan versus who we've got now.
2: God, Yes, even George Mm -hmm. Bush, you know, and and yeah, either of them, both both of them. Yeah. Yeah. And I have thought about this. I thought after Trump. I'm going to not have as, my, a moderate Republican will be more acceptable yeah. to okay. me yeah. than it ever was.
1: Yeah. What is your name?
2: Her name? What's your name? Uh, Lynn Ware Spratling.
3: Wow. Nice. And what about you, ma'am? My, my name? is oh, Penny
0: Baldwin. All right, we're going to take a picture of the two of you. Look over there at my producer. Know your damn history, sing it with me. Know your damn history, one more time. Know your damn history. That's right, because we got some classical in there. Know your damn history. God. Home. Country. That's the motto of the Daughters of the American Revolution, a nonprofit organization founded in 1890. The DAR works to promote historic preservation, education, and patriotism. Every member must have direct lineal ties to a soldier or to other important dudes and dudettes who aided in the cause for independence during the Revolutionary War period. In 1939, the DAR famously barred Marian Anderson, a world-renowned African-American opera singer, from performing at Constitution Hall. That blatant bigotry pissed off First Lady Eleanor Roosevelt so bad, she renounced her membership to the Daughters, and then hooked Sister Marion up with a bigger and better concert in front of the Lincoln Memorial. It was off the chain! Well, time has a way of righting wrongs, and ever so slowly, the Daughters of the American Revolution implemented changes to their policies. They expanded their membership, They recognized the contributions of minorities and they expanded their definition of those whose work was considered to have aided our country's earliest fight for freedom. In 1977, Karen Batcher from the Motor City, that's Detroit, was the first African American woman to join the DAR. Google her. She has a cool story. In 2012, a new chapter was formed in Jamaica, Queens, right near where I grew up. So, hey, I got to check my roots, because I just know I'm in. Dr. Olivia Cousins, who's an officer and member of that same Queens chapter, she said, My parents understood that they were Americans, and that they were a real important part of the American story. Her Revolutionary War ancestor was a free man of mixed race, a soldier who joined the rebelling colonists when he was just 17 years old. Cousin said, I'm a part of this country, and my presence needs to be recognized. You're damn right.
1: You know who else? Is eligible to be in the Daughters of the American Revolution, and now I've got to go back and ask her if she's actually joined. Who is that? Valerie Jarrett.
0: Wow, Valerie Jarrett.
1: President yeah, Obama's uh, senior advisor. Yes.
2: Tell me, me, and I will. She'll I, give I, her the hookup. I'll do, I'll do the paperwork. She does the research.
1: All right, all right, all right. Thank you. Oh my God, I love that. That. That was amazing.
0: So they're bringing Roseanne back without Roseanne. Mm-hmm, okay. <laughs> so, I remember seeing you on Emerson to see the day that her tweet came out, right before they actually pulled a plug on the show. She goes and she does this thing, and then
1: all these people lose their jobs. I know, that's what really pissed me off the most. And, and so, if anything... Excuse me. If anything... That's what Aperol does to you. I <laughs> know, he's burping. All, all it was bubbles. a very
0: subtle... All
1: the bubbles. Uh, subtle little burp. All the bubbles get get to you. But, you know, all these people now... They have a, They get their jobs back. I know. I'm glad about that. You know, and so that, and so that's a, that's a good thing. And you know, I have to say, I watched the first couple of episodes of the rebooted Roseanne. I have to say that first episode, was actually quite smart. I found it. I found it entertaining. I found it nuanced. I found it, real, mm-hmm. to the American experience. It's possible for a Trump-loving Roseanne. To have these sort of far-right views, populist views, but love her black granddaughter. Well, that it, what, that would be an important thing to see, right? And and to have a tr- um, uh, a grandson who is gender non-conforming, yeah, and way out. I mean, it was
0: it was just it was refreshing to the eyes. Did it see seem that. organic to you, or did it seem like these were politically correct kind of? Um, guidepost that they stuck in that show? Both. Okay. Both. To me, it was like,
1: oh my god, they're they're hitting all the bases, but hitting all the bases in a way where I didn't, it didn't feel forced. And that might be because my world, the world that I'm in, that's what I'm used to seeing. I think the, the, the import of the Roseanne show is that not everybody lives in my bubble. Mm-hmm. Not everybody, I don't think, is going to come across a gender nonconforming kid who wants to go to school in his My Little Pony pink backpack and pink shorts or, shorts or whatever, whatever was, it yeah. was that he did in that episode. <clears throat> that particular episode, I thought, where it was all focused on the, on the grandson, and it was a tough thing. But they, I thought they dealt with it in a, in a, in a real human human way, and if tr- if this show is meant to be geared towards Trump country and the Trump voter, and they have to see a storyline about a gender nonconforming kid who may or may not end up being transgender, mm. then that could have been. A sort of will and grace moment mm. for that piece of America to realize you know this is a this is not just a thing it's a real thing, and you need to understand it, and you need to you need to accept uh, I hate the word tolerate no tolerance. I know tolerate because it's it.
0: well because it's not strong enough it's like I tolerate you no it's right. accept it's accept, get used to. I mean, it's, you know, it's acceptance. Look, I tolerate asparagus. I know, right? It's
1: sitting there. I mean, damn, there's nothing else. Wait a
0: minute, but if you've had a grilled, have you had a grilled? Grilled is a whole different thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay, TV shows, Empire or Claws? Oh, I've not seen
1: Claws, but I've seen Empire, and and I stopped watching it. But Empire, when I saw it, I was like, "Wow, this <laughs> is this is deep." I got Michael Steele to watch Empire.
0: What? What? Michael Steele, the former RNC. Yeah, yeah I, said,
1: and? I said Michael. Have you seen Empire? He said, "No, I don't have time for that, Michael." <laughs> listen to me. I want you. When you have free moment, you can you can binge watch it you need to watch Empire and I just have one word for you cookie and and I said and there's a particular scene I'm not going to tell you what it is there's a particular scene that is going to come up and you're going to thank me for it right so fast forward a couple weeks I get this text message okay I'm starting to watch starting to watch empire and you are right because cookie the opening scene just like she just pulls you in like oh damn we're only two minutes in i'm all about cookie lion she is, is the show yeah right so then a few hours go by and i think we move into the next day and i get this text message <laughs> i hit the scene you weren't lying And then I wrote back, how many times have you watched that
0: scene? He's like, more
1: than once. And this is the scene, the dinner dinner party scene, Mm -hmm. when they have, I think it's like Lion's birthday. Um, Lion's birthday, and she shows up in the fur. She's all got the fur there, and then there's the fight breaks out, and then she stands up. Walks out, opens up the fur, and she's in like, I don't know, like a teddy or something, like decked out. And then she says to the girlfriend something like, you need an ass like this or something like that, oh. smacks it and uh, walks out. And I, was, uh, I had to watch that scene three times. You know, I was like, oh, my God. God, that's amazing. So yeah, um, anyway, Fire Empire.
0: I, I, got, I sort of love the idea that Michael, Michael Steele, Steele is the Empire, because I've been kind of hard on him in my heart in many ways, and then and I've now like had to look at him again, because I feel like the RNC threw some shade his way. He was a lot smarter than Reince Priebus, for God's sakes. If you had to describe yourself in a hashtag, oh my. what would it be? Be best. <laughs> okay. Yes. My cat Bosco okay. was born on the hard, scrabble streets of Weehawken, New Jersey, and then very cleverly found his way to the garage of a luxury loft condominium. He got friendly with some residents there, and they got him to me. That was almost 10 years ago. So recently, Bosco and I took a car ride to the vet for his checkup, and here's a little audio sample. We're almost there. We're actually not almost there, but okay. Yeah. 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 Bosco, it's not gonna be that bad. I swear. Just a couple of shots. And you have to get your nails clipped. Okay, it's all right. Okay. Please note that no animals, especially not Bosco, were harmed in the making of this recording. Honest to God, I was just taking him to the vet. Well, that's our show. Thanks to the brilliant and hilarious Jonathan Capehart, and to Lynn and Kitty, the two lovely ladies from the Daughters of the American Revolution. The Giles Files was created by Nancy Giles and Nancy Wyatt, produced, directed, and edited by Nancy Wyatt, and produced at our studios in beautiful Weehawken, New Jersey. Special thanks to our future sponsors, whoever you are, we love you. And thanks to Amtrak for the great staff and the delicious Hebrew National Hot Dogs. Yeah, they were great on our road trip to D.C. Hmm. We'll be back soon with another Bafo episode of the Giles Files, okay?